to another episode of Beating Alpha. Uh, this is episode number 70, and we have Austin Linney with us today, as you're going to see here on your screen in a few seconds. So first of all, I just want to introduce you what Austin is all about and what he's going to bring to the table and to the show today and what we're going to be kind of covering on the show. So he's a former service industry veteran of 20 plus years, uh, turned serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, performance coach, uh, he's the host of the weekly podcast, Construct Your Life with Austin Linney. So go and find that on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. When he's not building businesses, growing his ex, uh, expansive network of who's who in the landing, leading industries, uh, providing massive value each week with his podcast or helping his coaching clients achieve a breakthrough, he can be found training for an, uh, and competing in Ironman triathlons across the country. That is awesome. We, we definitely need to cover that. If you're an entrepreneur waiting to start a business, waiting to improve your mindset through coaching, or you just want to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation of how to overcome the odds, Austin can help you get where you want to go. So definitely, it's a big pleasure to have you on today, Austin. I'm sure we're going to cover some great different topics today on the show. Oh, I appreciate you having me on, man. It actually made... That, that bio that made me actually sound like I do some stuff. So that was exciting. So. Well, well, it looks like you definitely do some stuff and we need to dig in deeper and see what actually are you doing? Because you have a, a lot of things, you know, in your hands, you, you're juggling all these things. So it's very interesting. Look, first of all, if we start service industry veteran of 20 plus years. So can you clarify what is that? So, uh, yeah. From 17 to 36, I uh, started out uh, as an expo in a kitchen, uh, a bar back. I worked up my way to bartender, and I've worked at some of the best restaurants in the country. And in the last five years, I worked for a luxury hotel. I created uh, the drinks, uh, you know, how, the high-end cocktails, and I've sold wine for 20-plus years. I used to be a chef briefly, so, you know, kind of the hospitality gene is kind of in my blood that's what my parents did when they put themselves through college so for me it's it's something that I live on it's something that I believe in it's something that I am championing with the new economy meaning the amount of options that's available for everybody at their fingertips if you're not creating your clients or your employees or your customers with the hospitality they deserve they will go somewhere else so it's a very integral part to uh, to the to the new economy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, running, running. Because uh, yesterday I had a talk with a guy who used to work uh, restaurant industry for quite a long time. I can't remember now at the top of my head, but it's been a few years, more than a few years. And he said eighty-hour weeks, and he said that was the best time ever. He yeah. said because I used to deal with the clients all the time, which most of the time they were negative negative managers and I used to have set my own goals and there's all these different things I have to manage working 80 plus hours a week. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure you build in 20 years, you build some solid good habits uh, that help you, you know, in, in a future endeavors in your, you know, entrepreneurship journeys, you know? Yeah. And I don't mean to, and I'm going to cover it briefly because I don't want to spend the whole time there, but you got to know my story to know my future. Right. And yep. you, you talk about the long hours and, and one of the things that happens in the restaurant business is uh, at 19 years old, cocaine was introduced to me and the cocaine uh, brief, quickly turned into a meth habit. And oh. I was addicted to meth amphetamines and uh, my parents kicked me out of my house. Uh, I was homeless for a while. 
uh, I lived uh, underneath uh, a closet, in a closet, no, no kidding, in, in the stairs I, at a friend's house because I had nowhere to live. Um, and I lost my restaurant job and I, I, I laid tile and brick in Texas in July. You can imagine how hot it was trying to save up enough money, trying to kick the habit and uh, wound up staying up for seven days straight and losing about 20 pounds. Uh, and, and kind of that was my breaking point when I was just, I had enough. So I packed up my crap and moved to Austin uh, four hours away and, and kind of kicked it cold turkey, you know, just, just put it down and said that this was not going to serve me anymore. Now, that being said, that addiction then turned into alcohol addiction, which is very prevalent in the restaurant business. There are, like you said, 80 hour. I was on a regular basis working 90 to 120 hours a week, um, really laying the hammer down. And you're just trying to come down from the high of the shift. And it's so readily available when you sell it for a living but also it's so acceptable in society kind of the alcohol stuff and i was i was functioning i didn't get blacked out drunk a lot but 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 it was it was a constant in my life uh for for a long time and and this is something that's not talked about yeah um but you know i look back at those times right and there's many things that happen in those times rock bottom moments and I look at it simple as this. I was strong enough to endure this. And until I stepped up and took ownership of the problems that I was choosing, not anybody else, not blaming it on anybody else, victim mentality, that wasn't until then that could I step up and, and, and move out. And it allows me to share my story now to lift other, up other people. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Yeah, that, that is awesome. So what I'm looking to find here in this situation, uh, because again, congratulations to turning that into the, and of course, there is not these situations, which is life, things like that do happen for certain, you know, reasons. And, and there's a lot of people that going through uh, same or similar situations as you did. And again, as you said, I know at least one person who speaks about it and he's well known. Maybe you heard about Grant Cardone before. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been a drug addict for like nine plus years. And look, look where he came. Like he, he came from that to flying private, having, you know, billions, billion of dollars, like in assets on the management, like just crazy, crazy life. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely doable. But what I'm looking to find from you is how did you became where was the point for you going from addicted to, to the drugs to addicted to the success? Like, what was the, the switching point? You know, for me, one of the things that really changed my life was two and a half years ago, I had been looking for a mastermind of entrepreneurs, business owners that, that, that dreamed as big as I did. Because it was a simple request that my dreams were bigger than the people that were around. And... When I stepped into this group of, you know, 157 people that were getting it, I mean, they were high successful business entrepreneurs, real estate investors. It was the first time in my life that I saw successful people that were sober. And so like, I was like, oh, that's an option. Like, I didn't even know it was an option. And because they created that space for me, I was, I was able to remove myself from my addiction because here's the truth. There's a, there's a quote that you'll have five addictions in your life at all times. Make sure you pick them carefully. 
And so I turned, if you notice a lot of people that do ultra marathons, Ironmans work out heavily, used to be addicted to drugs or alcohol because you have to find a, a vehicle for your addiction. And so I attached the addiction to feeling good. And when I got sober, like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, I'm like, dude, I feel amazing. So I've lost 50 pounds and 20% body fat in two years because it's like changing my body and stuff. And you're addicted to the success of that. And that's such a greater aspect that you can give to the world because here's what people don't understand about leadership and, and, and sharing your story. You can give advice to anybody you want, but the best way to be a leader and the best way to change people is to lead by doing, to go out and do your life and be your life and be a shining example because you can tell people all you want. I can tell my clients all they want and how to fix their life, but until they're ready to accept it and, and, and address it, but, but you can't put that on somebody else. You just have to go live your life. So when I put up a before and after picture of me, you know, obviously that gets the most response because that's tangible. You can see it, right? So the question is, is you get around these people that don't allow you to be anything but great. And, and that is an amazing, it's, it changed my entire life. I can't recommend it enough to be in a group like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you, you kind of made these mental, you know, small decisions to, to go to the side, where basically become addicted to success, right? So where does the real estate come in play at, at that point, like when you started investing? So why did you decide to follow real estate investing and what type of deals you, you started to investing in? So when I was in school, I have a photographic memory. So school was not really a thing that I cared about that much. It didn't really challenge me. I just memorized stuff and, and got good grades. And at 17, I was struggling in high school and I was at a dad's, uh, I was at my best friend's dad's house. And he, and I remember this like it was yesterday, he tapped me on the shoulder and he handed me a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he said, you're a little bit different, read this book. And so my dad is a dentist, a very successful dentist, a doctor. So that's what I knew as success in my life as, as you go to school and you get this. So I read the book and it just flipped the entire switch for me. Okay, there's a way to create a buy an asset and then be on the golf course. That's all I've talked about my whole life is how can I be on the golf course and be making money? That's like what I envision in my head. So I'm making money as a bartender and I want to do this, right? But mentally I'm, I'm holding myself back with limiting beliefs and you know, we tried to do a deal and the deal didn't go through. And then we tried to do another deal and the deal. So this happened seven times. So I had three deals fall apart the day before closing. And I was just like, I, 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 I want to do this so bad. I don't understand why this is like, it's not right. It's not happening. And finally I said, no, this is the place. I don't care what it costs. We're going to buy it. I feel like it's a deal. Let's buy it. So we buy it. And I bought three houses in nine months after that. And so it was like that first, that mountaintop, you know, you're almost there and you just have to like crest the top. And the momentum of that is an understated thing that's not talked about in real estate enough is momentum is everything. And when you get the confidence to close, it's so much greater about the asset you buy is about the momentum that you can address behind it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, to wrap up the story on how I got started is we traveled with Airbnb 
And so I said, well, hey, I think I can do this with an air mattress. So we started renting out the air mattress in the first house we bought. That turned into a day bed and air mattress. So I made like 10,000 bucks that day, that, that month, I mean that year in like five months. And I was like, oh, hey, this is a thing. And then so I was like, let me try the whole house. So then I try the whole house. Well, then we do like 23 grand the next year. And I'm like, all right, I'm starting to see how this works, you know. Then we bought that second house that turned that into an Airbnb. Well, then we did 66,000 the next year. And I'm like, okay, well, then we bought another one and remodeled it. And then that, that year we did 113,000 gross. And I was like, okay, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing before. I, you know, I was putting up listings using my hospitality background to benefit the Airbnb space because I already knew it, right? Like how to treat people and stuff. And that was kind of the spark that started this investing train. It was, it was, it was a long arduous process, but I, I bought all the assets in a, a great place. And those assets have since, you know, uh, almost doubled in value in, in a three year span. Wow, that, that's pretty impressive. I mean, going from that, going to that. I mean, so what, what, what type of it, uh, what, uh, how like time and time frame? Like how? So, how so what happened is, is I was living in Austin, Texas for nine years and Austin, Texas took off. Yeah. And I saw it happen in front of my eyes, but I couldn't do anything about it financially. And so we looked at our finances and realized that we were spending too much money on cars and insurance and everything. So we sold our cars that day. I took the bus for two years and saved up like 40 grand. And that's how I bought my first house. And we moved down to San Antonio, Texas, which was 70 miles south of Austin. And that market was growing. I started hearing things. Well, then I started looking at the market and I started seeing similarities between Austin and San Antonio. And I said, I'm gonna go into the closest neighborhood of downtown and the worst area because I feel like it's gonna change. Mm -hmm. And I was right. And so the house that I bought for 135 grand is now worth uh, you know, $295,000 in two and a half years. Yeah, so I appreciate it like crazy. Yeah, and then so the house, we bought the house across the street. So I worked on that deal for nine months. He said he wasn't ready to sell. I bought the house across the street for $50,000. We put 50 in, the house sold uh, a like three months ago for 180. Wow. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, seeing the trends, making sure you're buying right, understanding and then believing in it and just following through with the execution of it is really what it's about. And the confidence from those deals is so much greater than any dollar amount. And that's what people don't tell you. They're so quick to sit on the sidelines forever waiting for that perfect moment. And it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Is there some luck involved into this? Like, do you have some sort of a tuning fork to pick those great deals? Or <laughs> of is of like, course. <laughs> of course there's some luck. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing, but here's what I'll tell you. And this is why I think, as, as we would say, my mentor and I, the tools that I have in my tool belt are very widespread. So if the market were to tank, we could put a regular tenant in or the Airbnb market like COVID, right? Hits, and then we were able to put long-term tenants in it and get away from Airbnb, right? You have to make sure that your options are available on the table so you don't back yourself in a corner 
and over leverage your asset, right? And that's what people don't understand. If you're buying just for Airbnb and you're banking on these, uh, you know, juiced up numbers, you're going to lose. So make sure that your options are available so you can execute on many different options so you can make sure that you're going to cover your butt because you have to understand that this market is course is going to take peaks and valleys. It's what real estate is and you can't control that. But if you buy right, then you're, you're, you know, generally you're going to come out ahead. Yeah. So you currently investing only in residential properties at the moment, right? So we created a big Airbnb management company that was spread across the country. Uh, we have since scaled back. We are, we are retooling the business and going out in a different direction. I myself have moved my operations. I've sold a couple properties because right before COVID, I'm going to focus now on small to larger multifamilies. So I want to scale up. Mm -hmm. um, I got my training wheels in the single family space, but to really scale and create the passive income that you're wanting, you know, one of the things they say is, look, if you've got 30 houses, you have 30 roofs. If you've got a 30 unit, you got one roof. And so. And, the, and one, and one loan on it. Yeah, and one loan on it, right? And, and here's the deal. If you buy right, you could have 10 people not pay and still break even. Mm -hmm. If you have one person leave your single family residence, then you're, you have to cover an entire mortgage. And so there's just the economies of scale are so much better. Yeah, so what do you think in the future looking for, like what type of asset, uh, like what type of multifamily deals are you looking for? Like when it comes to buying criteria, what you're gonna be looking for specifically? So what I think is an underserved market in a large portion of the country in general, Arizona, Texas, Dallas, Houston, Austin, is the four to 12 unit properties. I think that they are an underserved market. I think that Texas is seeing a flooding of people from out of state with Tesla moving there, with mm -hmm. businesses sick of California's politics and the fires. Yep. So there's these cities in Texas are only just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and going out. So what I'm actually looking to do is because what we're seeing right now is the lowest inventory on the market that's ever existed in this, in the United States. So what I'm looking to do is we've been doing the research to start building. So we're going to build these assets, these four units, these eight units, six units, and that way we're controlling the process throughout. And the goal is to build three, keep one build three, keep one. And that way we can add in our own portfolio and create the demand. Uh, but something I want to touch on that's super important because I interviewed a big uh, investor yesterday. Because of COVID and because of the way that uh, companies are restructuring their workforce and Twitter and Facebook is not saying you don't have to come back into work. Mm -hmm. One of the assets classes that, that people need to be focused on is second and third tier cities because now people can move closer to their family and they can pay a smaller rent. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that Austin, Dallas, Houston, you know, Phoenix are your best markets. I would say that surrounding cities, 20, 30 minutes outside of town could be your bread and butter and your barrier to entry is so much lower that it allows you a little more wiggle room to mess up. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's something I think people need to be focused on. 
Definitely, that's a, that, that will be, I don't know, I, would, I can say it will be a great approach and it will be a wrong approach. I, I don't know, I don't have a say in this uh, business because it's not my thing. Again, I talk yeah. a lot with the real estate investors. We do a lot of business with those, but from a different angle. So, but again, it sounds like a great idea for sure. So uh, are you going to be syndicating some of those deals? Or are you going to be kind of just putting your own capital in it? No, I, so briefly for about a year and a half, I worked in private equity, uh, lending money to investors. So that really taught me how the money game works and how to leverage debt and stuff like that. So I think initially the first couple of properties would be a proof of concept, uh, get the money where we can give the investors what they want. But after that, I think, the initial thought would be to raise the money to do it, to scale up, uh, to, to kind of keep it going and stuff like that. And, 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 and understand that I'm only 30, I'll be 39 soon. These are things that I think about on a larger scale, right? That I want to do eventually. I'm in no rush to do it because when you are going new ground up construction, you know, you really need to make sure that your eyes on the ball, because this is an entirely asset class that I haven't been involved with yet. And uh, we had two properties in contract before COVID to build, but we had to back out because uh, the financing closed up, the financing markets. So, but I learned a lot even in not doing those on architect plans, you know, steps of scale. So you really have to get in there and get your hands wet and you can only read so much, uh, you know, you really have to get your feet dirty. So, so you have to look at it as if I didn't make any money, the first five deals, well, at least I know everything now. And then that's, the time to ramp it up on a, on a larger scale. Oh, definitely. So what do you think, uh, partnering in the beginning, or are you going to be doing that? Or oh, gonna... for sure. I am a guy and I do this in my own team, right? I am networking extraordinaire. You know, I'm smile guy. I meet everybody. If you want me to look at a spreadsheet, I might as well just, it might as well be like double geometry. I, I can't, I don't want to do it. I don't, so I truly believe that the one thing that has set me free over the last year and a half is self-awareness mm -hmm. and self-awareness of knowing the strengths and weaknesses and understanding that in order to get where you need to go, it takes a team. And by highlighting the assets of everybody and their strengths, you can partner up and you can move faster and with less friction. And I think that's why I love my business partner because he loves tax codes and Great. I'm really happy for you, man. I, I could care less. So <laughs> that, that is super good. That, that's a, that's a smart, you know, that's a smart way to go about it. You know, just, just partnering with, with the people instead of uh, being a solopreneur guy who is going to do it all by himself, you know? So you have, do you yeah. have, you have, you have places where you live that, that put tires on your car, right? Like that fix your car up. Oh, yeah. Do you do you stand over their shoulder and tell them how to put the tire on your car? Of course no. not, because they're professional. Hey, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is as, as alphas and entrepreneurs, we think that we can do everything. And yeah. you have real estate investors that don't know anything about the stock market, playing in the stock market, losing money. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. what financial advisors are for. But we have a tendency to think we can do everything. But by doing that, all you're doing is not allowing your team Mm -hmm. to grow you're not allowing them to feel wanted to feel creative and you're and then and then you're they're eventually going to leave you exactly exactly so so you know as the biggest companies in the world that's what they do they just hire the best people to make sure that they're better qualified uh smarter in any way or shape you know possibly uh that they can work for them 
You know, you want to hire the best people possible. You want to make sure that those people are smarter in those uh, criteria, whatever they may be, tax advantages, you know, construction, ordering material, whatever they may be. You want to hire people who are far more better than you are. So that's the key in any business. And, and, And as an entrepreneur, isn't that what we're after, right? Isn't that what we're after is creating an environment to be the boss or CEO that we always wish that we had? And I am growing a business, right? And I might not pay the most, but my people love me because I work for them. They don't work for me. And by having that attitude, it allows them the freedom to make mistakes, to create the space. I told my assistant, this is a true story. I said, hey, man, you know, I I don't have like a timetable that you need to be at work. Like if you want to work at 4 a.m. and you want to work till two in the afternoon, I don't care. I said, why have you not created the boundaries to get the work done when you want to? Because when we get really busy, that's going to allow you to still have those boundaries. And he goes, I can do that. And I go, dude, you can do whatever you want, man. I'm not, if you're getting the job done, I don't care. Right. And so I said, if you want to be done at two o'clock every day, then be done. Like, I had to learn from some bigger guys. Mm. I do podcasts on a certain day. I do coaching calls on a certain day and I leave Friday open and I can work a little bit in the morning or I can take some time for myself, but you choose what you do every day. And if you are not getting things done that you want to in a timely fashion, then you need to look at your schedule and your efficiency. Oh, yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? It's, it's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can work at night. If you're a night owl, work at night. I like to get up in the morning. So oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm very effective in the morning. About three o'clock, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just kind of like tuned out, you know? That, that is awesome. This is very solid uh, advice. Again, because uh, there is still this uh, floating around, you know, the word that people say, uh, you know, as usual, I don't have any time. So that message is still out there, you know, so it's good that you say that, that it's all about uh, keeping the time, you know, time management and, you know, doing the things that matter the most, you know, kind kind of taking that approach. Because I want to ask you a question, and this is where I go with my clients. So I want to make sure that it's, that it's, that it's very important because I coach a lot of 20 to 25 year olds. Okay. If you're building a life of legacy, what is the rush? Exactly. That's my where approach. Are you, That's where my are you approach. trying to get to? I have friends that at 24 years old have 200 units and could retire in two months. He's got 60 more years to live. Yep. Where are we trying to go, guys? That's Look. how, in the new yep. society, that's how quick you can be financially free. That quick. Well, you see, everybody sees that uh, on an Instagram post or on a Facebook, YouTube. They, they think it's glamorous, you know, that you're 18, you're, you know, debt-free, financially free. You have all these, you know, Lamborghinis parked in your garage. I mean, a lot of that is, is, is just for the ads, uh, just to run an ad and get your attention to buy some courses or whatever that might be. But uh, the game, the real game, the business game is a long-term play. So if you want to accomplish something, look at the Amazon, look, look at where we where the Amazon started. If you want to compare, you know, that, if you want to compare any big business, it took them years, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, it, it took off, you know, fast at some point, but because it took them years, all that 
mass of work, you know, like dedication, you know, people, you know, it's just exploded at some point, but everybody, you know, everybody should be patient. Because mm -hmm. again, what you said, you know, there is nowhere to rush, like, you know, because people I know they, they want to do something, you know, everything fast. I, I need everything now, you know, the, the feeling of entitlement that doesn't add up, you know, any patience to that as well. But, uh, you know, patience is, is everything. And, and seeing things long-term, when I talk with the business owners, just like yourself, my best advice, I say always plan long-term. I said, Martin always comes in with a long-term planning. You know, yeah. that's yeah. the way to go about it. Sure. So what about, what about uh, doing the, um, you know, the performance coaching? Again, that's a, I, I deeply believe, and I can recommend enough for people uh, to get a coach because that is such a crucial element to any person's success. And I wouldn't say business success, because look at the, at the people like Michael Jordan who do sports, like he's, he's the greatest basketball player on, on the planet Earth, one of the greatest. He had a coach, like all the people that you can think of in different industries, they always have coaches. So, but how did you decide to take on this kind of responsibility and, uh, teach people to follow through, you know, again, on these, as I said, these patterns that, you know, is just not giving them any, you know, good feedback. So my mentor and my coach have single-handedly fast forwarded my life 10 years and, and basically redefined who I am. And so you have to understand that when you get around people like my mentor and my coach, you know how much, we talk about real estate, zero, zero. I'll talk to you about business and real estate if you want, but we talk about life. Yep. And what you have to understand is that you have to have somebody in your corner that does not let your BS get through because everybody else will let your BS slide. What I do with my clients and what I'm after is I'm creating a lifestyle around your business, not the other way around. And we live our life on a scoreboard and we want to check off all the boxes. Yeah. But what we forget to do is live in the process. Exactly. And living is, is an art, right? It's an art of happiness. It's an art of bullshit. And you have to get through this to get through that, to be here. And what I did is I, for like three years, I coached for free, my friends. I'm helping them with their businesses. I'm there. And then you start hearing people say like, dude, you're really good at this. You have an intuitive nature in this. You know what you're talking about. And then uh, COVID hit and I was doing my private equity job. And I was like, the coaching stuff for me was like, I was doing it, but not really focused on it like a hundred percent. Cause I wanted to grow it organically slowly. And then I got laid off from COVID. And then I was kind of like, you know what? I can choose to look at this as, it happened to me or I could choose to look at it as a gift. And I choose to look at it as a gift to pour myself into something that truly is my calling. And there's no chance. And I say this with the firmest belief in the world. There's no chance that if you work with me, if you're in my vicinity, that I will not make your life better because I will not give up. I don't give a shit. I dude, I've been through 30 rock bottoms. So how can you beat me? You know what I'm saying? I, I've been down there. And what I want to see is I want to see you be a better husband, a better father, a better business owner, because I don't care 
if you make a million dollars a day, if you're a shithead, I don't want to be around you. If you treat your family with no respect, if you're not a good husband, because it's about being a whole life millionaire, not just a millionaire. And yeah. the foundational belief behind spirituality, you know, health, you know, uh, giving back to charity, you know, relationships and business, those are all the pillars that you have to live on. And so I make sure that my, especially my young guys, especially my older guys that come to me, understand that we're not in a game with anybody else. You're only competing with yourself. And so if you can wake up every morning and seek to be the best version of yourself, that's the only thing this life asks out of you. Because if you're the best version of yourself, then that permeates in every part of your life. And that's where people get it twisted. All my clients come to me. No, 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 no. I'm going to hire the trainer and I'm going to work out when I make the money. I'm going to do this when I make the money. No, 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 no. You're going to do it now. And when you get the money, you're going to be that better for it. And that's what that they, they got it. Everybody's got it backwards. It's the other way around, yeah. you know, and that's just what I believe in. It's just in my heart and I can't, I can't fight it, you know? Well, it's, it's definitely, you know, there's a lot of people right now who just need that. You know, a lot of people just need to be told, listen, you need to do things right now just to keep them accountable, you know, mm -hmm. because again, there's millions of people right now who are in a position that they have like nothing else to lose, you know? Let me, let so, me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. All sure. my friends, right? You can call 2020, whatever you want. I'll tell you what's happened to me in 2020. So nobody can call me on my crap. I got laid off a job that was promised to me. I got screwed over the day before I started. I got divorced from a 13 year marriage. I lost a house that had 150 grand equity in it. And I've moved across the country twice. This is in six months. And it's the best year of my life. And it's the best year of all my friends' life. They're having the best years financially they've ever had. So life is a choice. And you can choose to look at 2020 as a gift to remove the obstacles of the context of what you thought you should do and finally step into who you are. And maybe this has given you the time to really look at yourself and assess what you want out of life. And dude, here's the thing. And I say this to be almost jokingly. If you want to go captain hot air balloons for the rest of your life, because that makes you happy, then go do it. Because the only reason that you don't is because you care what other people think. Hmm. If you make $60,000 a year, and you can go to every one of your kids' soccer games, who gives a shit what you do? People are twisted on the fact of what they think they need or want or whatever. And this year has allowed the distractions to be removed. It's allowed all the BS to be put in the light. And you can choose to look at this time as a gift or a curse. Yeah. And I know anybody in my world is choosing to look at it as a gift. Yeah, because it's all about the perspective. I mean, you know, if you focus on, on the negative, the more negative will come in eventually mm -hmm. because everything is wrong about me. You know, like, oh, my God, look at these problems coming up. Yeah, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll just just change, you know, your perspective. Start seeing what's good in your life currently. That's, that, you know, it's so simple, but it, there's a lot of people who don't even know that. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. A lot of people just need to say, hey, listen, pick, it, pick up your ass and go and do something right now. 
So, you know, just to keep credible because that's what the coach is for, you know, to push them. I, I'd love to ask you a question because sure. just I want to hear your perspective. And, and Gino Barbaro, who's one of the bigger multifamily guys, I had him on my podcast, and he said that people, people look at investing, meaning coaches, uh, multifamily courses, books, whatever. They look at it as a secondary thing, right? But they will spend the money on Lamborghinis or coffees that are too expensive and stupid shit they don't need. Why, as a society, do you think that we have put such a like, the, dude, you cannot quantify the value that my coach has given to me in my life in a short amount of time, right? Why do you think people do that? Well, it's just the way the life is. Look, there is so many things that go on in life. People are looking for answers, which don't, they don't even exist. That, you know, why do trees grow from the ground? I don't know, but they do, they, you know, provide an oxygen, you know, it looks good. Like, I don't know, the things just happening in life. And there's a lot of things in life that I just, you know, don't look for answers for. I do know that we born in this life to do something great with our lives, to impact other people, to go and occupy other, you know, planets, like to colonize, you know, galaxies, whatever that might be, you know, think big as, as, as bigger as possible. And that's where you stop thinking about the COVID. Oh my God, I don't have a job, you know, so, but we are here for purpose. But somehow there's a lot of people who choosing just to live life and that's all they do just to live life. So I don't know why is this happening, but that's, that's the trend that, that a lot of people follow. But again, this is not the show for those people. Yeah. Because again, the, the people that are watching this episode and this show, they want to do better. They want to learn more. Of course, there is a few who, who just came, came across because of the YouTube algorithm picked up and they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So it's good. Maybe those people will click, you know, in their head and yeah. they will be like, I can do something more. Because there is this moment when you can wake up because I was lost. I'm sure you've been lost as it sounds by, by the way you're telling your story. So there's those awakened moments, you know, that can happen. But it, it takes it takes uh, for a person to be in some, you know, positions or situations. So oh, I agree. Yeah. So talking about uh, I love the thing that you mentioned on a pod uh, on, a, on a bio that you're uh, a big networking guy, which I do believe in also. So can you talk about the importance of networking and the benefits that it provided you so far? Relationships are the currency in the world these days. It's just as simple as that. Everybody has access to everything. I have flown across the country for a 15 minute meeting. Uh, that's how I met my mentor. That's how we're great friends now. I have flown across the country to meetups. I have now been in business with seven of those people that I met at that meetup. There is nobody, and I say this because I, I hope somebody DMs me and challenges me. There's nobody that has a bigger Rolodex and network than me because I believe that people are everything. And I think that you have to get out there and you have to ask yourself one question. How can I serve you today? Not me. How can I serve you? And the problem that people run into and I've felt it before. I'm not saying I haven't. When you give a lot, sometimes you feel like you're not getting your returns. But what you're building up is social currency that you can't see, that you can't put a number on, that you have for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I know people that do everything in every city. And because I want to know what they're doing. And, but here's the most important thing. This is very important and it just came to me. I'm not fake invested in them. 
I'm not acting like I care. I'm truly invested in them. And that's the difference. Yeah. Because I'm truly invested in who they are as a person and what they have going on. And I want to see success for them. And they want the same for me. And people, and people can feel that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And something I'm going to give your listeners a little tip. I hate to give this out. This kills me. But that's all right. I'll give them some value. What I've started doing, which is getting rave reviews, and I will continue to do it, is instead of sending a Facebook message, happy birthday, instead of sending a stupid text, happy birthday, I'm sending video happy birthdays. Wow. Because it's personal. It's, I, you know, I, yes, I care about you. I've taken the moment to record the video. And this is adding on to the layer of, dude, this guy is taking time out of his day to wish me happy birthday. And he's in the video because here's what I've done. And I'll give you another tip. I play around with my social media to see certain things, to, to understand how people react to it. I'm a, I'm a creature of psychology. I love it. And anytime I put my face on a picture, it gets three times the likes and activity than when I don't. Mm -hmm. yeah. People want to see you. If, you. if you haven't read the book, Expert Seekers by Russell Brunson, I re recommend everybody does, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you have a brand. The people have to create an attraction and they have to create a a belief in you and they have to see your story and live your story and they want to see the ups and downs. Don't hide the vulnerability. Don't hide the negative thoughts. Put it out there because if you're, if you're taking your insecurities and your negative and stuff and you're bringing it into the light, then it doesn't allow, you don't allow it to control you anymore. And when it doesn't control you anymore, you can live free. And so people actually enjoy the, the, the sincerity, the authenticity more than they do the flash and pan. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, I just think it's, I think you're going to, I think if you're lying to yourself or you're lying on social media, I think you're going to get found out this day and age. Oh yeah. And I think you need Very to be careful. Quick. Very quick. Yeah. <laughs> People get exposed every day. Like you can go into YouTube and if, if somebody's going to see that you're full of, you know, stuff you know people get a gonna get a call you out so you know so there is that's that's what it's like so for the people if you want to go on social media and start talking about stuff you know that's the path to take you just educate yourself about something that you want to be talking about you know and something super important though don't believe that just because you don't have an asset or you don't have an investment that you don't have a story to tell oh everybody like, has a story my everybody. client right my client in six months went from a bartender to locking in a million dollars in wholesale acquisitions in six months. And I was like, yeah. why are you not telling every human being? He goes, nobody cares. I said, far from it, bro. You could inspire thousands of people who just lost their job in the restaurant business. Exactly. You all have a story. And wouldn't you love to look back on it three years from now, six years from now, and be able to see your journey? It's, that's where we are this day and age, just documentation. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Oh, because people, some people, they think they don't have, as you said, big enough story. You know, I, I spoke with those people myself personally multiple times. And I'm like, hey, you should be writing a book about that. And some of those people are actually writing a book about that right now because they never thought about that. It was such an important thing. But, I never thought I'd be a coach. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, here we are, right? Here we are. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's far more that we can do, as I said, you know, because the limitations, once you take off the mental limitations, which of course it takes time, you know, like you, you, if you see 
person, uh, you know, talking on stage, you know, without the problem, you know, to the 80,000 people or doing whatever, having businesses or, you know, doing the uncomfortable stuff. Like it took them some work, you know, to be able to do that. Like nobody is born with those type of qualities. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I want to peel back the curtain for a minute so people understand because I'm sitting here confident talking to you simply. I can't count the number of nights that I had Gary V in my ear at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I can't tell you the amount of nights I was on a, a football field running in 40 degree weather, listening to Imagine Dragons screaming at the top of my lungs, having these mental conversations with myself to condition this unstoppable mindset. Yeah. This is not built over a day. This is built over years of conditioning and breaking down the walls. So I wanted to make that very clear to everybody so they can kind of understand the residence behind that. Exactly. It's coming back to the point where we've been talking about before. Everything is long-term. So, you know, if you see the end result of something, you have to know there was a beginning long time ago. So that's the way it works. So what will be your advice? Because we're kind of talking about uh, ourselves here, but I think there's a ton of valuable content in that just just there because, again, your story is is very powerful. You know, mm-hmm. like being in a p- position that you've been before, you know, the tough times, rough times, I can only imagine what it feels like to be in those positions because I've never been, but like I've I seen the documentaries, the movies, like people did too, you know, so... So, and come out from that where you turn your life around, you start building the businesses and you're looking to help other people to accomplish big things in life. I mean, that's very powerful. So mm-hmm. talking about that, uh, what would you recommend for people? Again, as, as I mentioned, in the COVID times, there's a lot of uncertainty, people are suffering and the people who are lost, they're looking to find a path to do something great with their lives. Like what will be your advice for those people? So I'm gonna break it down. The first thing you need to do is this changed my life. You need to have an outlet of creativity and positivity or your passion outside of your job. I don't care if you make $400,000 a year, take 10% of your time and think of something that truly gets you fired up. And what it does is it wasn't, when I was bartending and I wanted to be done for like seven years, it wasn't until I started investing in real estate that I didn't care about work anymore because I was so excited about when I got off of work to do the real estate. You have to give yourself those other avenues to uh, get some of that restless energy out, that, that creative energy that you may not be able to use at work, right? And understand that I truly recommend, and it's not because I'm a coach, I don't care if you hire me, but get somebody in your corner, a coach that's, not, that's gonna hold you accountable. But here's the main thing is that you have to look in the mirror and you have to understand that you are enough. As you sit right now, no matter what you're going through, you are enough. And the only reason that you are maybe in a bad place or the only reason that you're down where you are is because you only know what you know and you don't know. And what I mean by that is that we spend our lives beating ourselves up for not being where we need or want to be, but we don't even know what we need to know to get there. Isn't that sound like the most backwards way to look at it? It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to get around people that 
have been to the other side who can show you the way. When I am working out or when I'm like waking up in the morning, you know what I think my job is? Seriously, it's as simple as this, is to push the mountain out of the way for people around me so they can see their path. That's it. Yeah. We have a life that we've constructed, pun intended, <laughs> to, to, for context to make our mother happy, our dad, our, our spouse, our boss, our kid. And we never stop to ask what makes us happy. Mm -hmm. People don't know. People don't even know what makes them happy anymore because they're so lost. And they're yeah. just in, because I'll tell you something now. I was in victim mentality for 22 years. You cannot create or be happy in a victim mentality. It doesn't exist because you are in bunker survival mode. It's not until you flip the switch and get in abundance and, and be grateful. I don't care if you don't have a job and you haven't got a paycheck in eight year, eight months. You have two, you have breath in your body. You have water in the faucet. And I hope you have a roof over your head. But understand that that's all you need. Because at that moment in time, you still have a fighting fucking chance. And that's all we want in this world. I was talking to somebody last night. You know what, you know what we really want as humans? You know the only thing that we truly want in life? Is possibility and opportunities. That's it. Yeah. We want the possibility to change our life around. We want the opportunity to change our life around. If that's on the table, then, then we're okay. And I'm letting you know, I'm preaching and standing on my soapbox that that is available in the world we live in today. It's mm -hmm. all available. And it's I hear always, it. It's always on the table, yeah. I interviewed a guy yesterday, 27 years old, beat cancer twice, had a cocaine addiction, lost 70 pounds, had a roommate die in his arms in a car wreck in college, and they gave him a 4% chance, chance to live. And his perspective is out of this world. I'm in love with this human. I wanna like fly to Colorado and just hug him because he's so great. But what he said to me changed my life. As I said, I wouldn't understand about your cancer. I didn't live that. And he goes, stop. He goes, we all go through hardships. Don't you belittle your hardships because you didn't have cancer. Your hardships are your hardships, just like my hardships are my hardships. Yeah, that's powerful. And that was the most powerful statement I've ever heard. Yeah, I, th I think me too. Yeah, that, that's very powerful. Again, because we look at the people that having tough times and we think, oh my God, like, but we forget about the times that we survived as well and, and the thick skin that we grew, you know? So mm -hmm. we people, we as people should use that thick skin and experience of having, you know, tough times because that's the times where we as people grow the most, you know? You don't grow in the times when things are good. So no. we should use that bad experience like COVID right now, just like it added up another layer of your, on your tough skin. So use that, use that for Dude, you. Know what, you know what you should do? Cause I know you're saying it. 
2021, what you got? Because you ain't got nothing on this year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, whatever, dude. It's going to be a vacation next year. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Look, all that matters is your, is your perspective on things. You know, that's all that matters. Because if you decide, and that's a decision, if you decide that the life, the outside world doesn't influence what's going on inside, and you're going to live from the inside out, it doesn't matter what's going on in the economy and the, with the COVID or, of course, it makes, you know, some decisions. There is some things that you have to make a decisions, maybe in a different way when it comes to the business. But it, it's all just shifting and adapting. And, you know, like, th that's all it is. But, but, but I, I want I, I want to give somebody I want to give them a tech a tactical response, too, because all that was like, yeah, that sounds great, Austin. But <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't read the book Atomic Habits, that book changed my life. And the premise of the book is 1% every day. When people want to change their lives, they think, oh, well, I'm going to take it to the extreme. And then you fail or you don't reach it and then you're back to where you started. All you're looking to do is make minute, small changes every day. If you haven't worked out a day in your life, start for five minutes. Turn it to six minutes. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yeah. That book says that all small elements lead up to one big change. And that's what it's about, guys. That's the tactical yeah. response is set small goals for yourself. Create wins because people need to understand it's not the promises that we break to other people that destroy us. It's the promises that we break to ourselves yeah. that kill us. Exactly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the third and the last time is all about the long-term game. You know, so adding up to the to the big thing, you know, like, like the small things, the minute things, as you said, you know, that sometimes it doesn't make sense, you know, like going to the gym for six minutes, like it, it wouldn't make sense. But try to do that for a year, two years, three years, it will, and you will see a completely different image of yourself, you know, and probably the life that it's going to influence, you know, people around you, you know, you're going to travel and do different things. I mean, it's going to be different, completely different story. So on that topic, what would you recommend for people? Like when it comes to shifting their mindset, like, is there a book, you know, that they can go and grab on? Because again, you mentioned a couple of great books. So I would love for you to, to mention, you know, the ones that maybe kind of help you if you still remember when you had that yeah. situation before where you shifted again from, you know, drug addiction to success addiction. So maybe There's, from those, maybe from those times. So this is where I'm rooted in. If it's not you, that's fine. I believe that that the gym health is the quickest way to for small wins to see improvement that'll change your entire life. I, I truly believe that that's the quickest way to kind of get those small wins and get that confidence back rolling. If you're in a in your funk, I, I would that. suggest I would suggest an app, right? It's an app called Prep Talk or, or Prep Talk, and what it is is they've taken all the best speeches and they put them into quick videos, and it's like sixty bucks for your life or something. I don't even know what it is. You can pay like five bucks for the month, and it has like four hundred speeches on there, of like Tom Blue, Tony Robbins, everyone. And I used to just listen to those on a loop, and it's just reframing your mind to kind of start those things. But I'll be honest with you, Ed Milet and his message and Tom mm -hmm. Ballou's message is where you should start. I don't, I've had problems in the past 
shoving people to David Goggins <laughs> right when they step in the door and I, people were like, well, I can't, it's too much. Too much. You got to work. Yeah. You got to wake your way up to him. Yeah. But I tell you a book that changed my entire life and every book I, every person I put this book in their hand, it's changed their life. Kyle Cease is a personal development guy that used to be a comedian and an actor. And in the height of his uh, popularity, he decided to go in a different direction and be a coach and personal development person. He wrote a book called The Illusion of Money. The reason that you don't have it is because you want it. And it's really not about money. It's about life and yourself. It's, it's amazing. It's a quick read. But basically what he's saying, and I'll give you a quick story that I always love. He went on a juice cleanse for three days and he gained weight. And he threw the scale across the room and said, what the hell? And then he thought this. Well, what was my intention? My intention was to feel good. I feel great. So then I'm good. And what he talks about is goals are great. But if you live your life of, of an intent, my life is an intention. If you live your life of intention, it's such a greater why that it allows you to step off of the small stuff and just project yourself forward. And this book has really reshaped people's thought process on what they're bringing into their life. Because you said it earlier, what you think about what you consume is who you are. Because your environment, if you're thinking negativity, more negativity is gonna come. If you're thinking, hey, it's raining, but man, I love to dance in the rain. Because, do you have kids? No, we don't. Okay, neither do I. But I have a lot of friends that travel a bunch, entrepreneurs, right? And they said, Watching their four-year-old touch the soil, they're from Texas, watching your soil touch the beach in Portugal and seeing his face, right? And as an adult, I think that we lose the wonder in the world. We lose yeah. that, that, that zest for life, right? And it, oh my God, it's raining, I gotta get out of the rain. Yeah. I'm gonna challenge you on something if you're, if you're listening to this. Next time it's raining, and you're, I don't give a shit if you're in a suit. Stand in the rain. Enjoy it. And here, here, we have a joke in all my investors' world. You know, what, you know what a jet ski is, right? A jet ski? Yeah, of course. Try riding a jet ski and not smile. Can't do it. Yeah. And we as adults don't smile enough anymore. We've yeah. become so, the, we need to learn everything. There is a beauty in the process of failure and learning to get somewhere. And we have somewhere along the way, removed the happiness and joy from life. Yeah. And all I'm looking to do is put it back in you yeah. and fill you up and understand that we don't need this stuff. We don't need the car, the big house, everything. What you need to do is understand that your smile when you're at the grocery store to that worker that's been working 13 hours, or asking them how their day's going could change the whole way they feel. Yeah. Well, that can in turn affect their home life, the person they run into. But we have somehow cut off the humanity in this world. And yeah. we need to get back to that. Definitely agree. That's a, that's a very powerful, again, advice because uh, there is a lot of us as adults, you know, we lose that childlike quality of just being happy randomly for no reason 
again, talking about the rain, uh, you know, I think people should do that. As you mentioned, I, I don't know if it's going to work in Ireland because uh, it rains like 300 days a year. So I think people had enough of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not in Ireland, but in, <laughs> but in Arizona and Texas, figure it out. Do. Yeah. yeah, please do. Yeah. So, so it's definitely like it's, it is it is missing because we as adults, we just put, a, put on a suit. We're all serious. We don't take uh, things lightly, you know, like don't do that, do this, do, you know, we are very kind of, and I seen from my own personal experience, the people that I used to work with different businesses and the ones who used to be the happiest, they, they had those childlike qualities, you know, mm -hmm. they just, they just like to do, you know, fun stuff. And, you know, it seems like, and everybody, when everybody look at them is like, I, w I would, I would like to be like that. You know, it's like, you can be, you know, <laughs> if you just relax a little bit, I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not saying start being like a kid again, you know, and go and play with the toys, but you know, like just have those qualities, you know, you need to have fun sometimes also. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a phenomenal uh, time. Uh, you know, it's hard to separate because I would love to uh, continue this, uh, this conversation because it's such a great, uh, again, wealth of knowledge coming from you again, from the experience that you had personally and how you've, you know, follow through and you came to the side of where you became, you know, addicted to success, as we said, you know, and, and you're doing phenomenal things by helping all these people to get a taste of that. And I think in this interview, people got a taste of, you know, you can become more successful, you can do more things, you can become more, you know, and, and now I think they have a little bit of a strategy on uh, how they can do that. But I think there's more pieces still missing. And that's what I like for you guys. Uh, to get in contact with Austin personally. And I would like for you, Austin, to share what will be the best platforms for those people to do. Sure. Uh, you have Instagram, Austin Linney. Uh, it's easy to find me. Uh, Construct Your Life, you can find me through there, that Instagram handle too. On Facebook, Austin Linney. Uh, you can send me a DM. You can send me a text. I literally just had a kid who's brand new to investing reached out to me this morning, told me, thank you for the podcast. I'm meeting him next Thursday for coffee. This, awesome. I'm, not, I'm not the type of person that I want to meet everybody. I want to support everybody. I want to help you. So if you need anything, you want to find me. If you need anything, you need somebody to talk to, I'm your guy. I'm happy to do it. You know, message me, please. Uh, I would love to, to get in contact with whoever wants to get in contact. Awesome. Awesome. It's been a great message. I mean, I enjoyed the show and I'm sure people enjoyed it too. So if you did, uh, just one thing I want to ask you, share that with your friend, because at the same time, again, during these times, there is a lot of uncertainty and probably maybe, you know, somebody who is uncertain, uh, you know, about what they're going to do with their lives and, you know, the job and the business or whatever that, that might be. Just pass it along this message, uh, you know, this podcast, share it with those. And I'm sure they're going to find some golden nuggets in this uh, almost an hour conversation that they can implant in their lives personally. So again, I really enjoyed the show today. Austin has been a beating alpha episode 70 with Austin Linney. Make sure to go and check it out. Uh, uh, his social media is getting in contact with this man. Uh, I can't recommend enough again. And uh, I appreciate it for the time. And guys, as always, I'm going to see you in the next episode. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, man. Great time.